Well, hello and welcome to Virtual Team Dynamics, the All Fire podcast. My name is Francis Norman. I'm the founder and principal consultant here at All Fire. At All Fire, we specialize in helping you get the most from your virtual teams through understanding how your team members communicate and interact. This is episode number 18, and today we're going to be talking about the future of work and specifically how virtual teams may be or will be part of that future. So as with all of our podcasts, there's an accompanying blog article on the Ulfire website. So please do check it out for additional information. And while you're there, feel free to subscribe to our regular newsletter, which comes out about once every two weeks. Um, Sign up for the podcast. There's a couple of pages on there where you can do that. And generally find out a bit more about how we may be able to help you with your business. So working in the space of virtual teams, the question of the future of work is something which comes up surprisingly frequently. Um, Many people get quite concerned when they hear about virtual teams in as much as there's a lot of talk that the virtual teams will lead to work being largely changed from its historical um, form and uh, and they get concerned in terms of what that will mean to themselves, to their futures, to their families and to their communities, all of which is of course extremely understandable. So we thought for this particular article and for this blog uh, podcast we would uh, take a few minutes just to think about basically firstly the history of, of work as we see it now in modern work and then to move on from there to, to really to what the future of work may look like. So if you look back the last 250 years or so, the, the, the way work has been performed has been very much dominated by, by the ways that, that industry changed things during the Industrial Revolution. Prior to the Industrial Revolution, most work was performed by artisans working, working in uh, workshops at their homes or working in, in the fields. Um, as the Industrial Revolution kicked in, it became necessary for large numbers of workers to congregate around machines and around factories and to perform their work based on a calendar and a time frame that suited the machinery. So essentially the industry itself dictated the kind of form that work took. So for 250 years, so really for um, for most of recorded recent history, work has been dominated and the way work has been performed has been dominated by by the industry that's uh, that's generated it so if you've got to work in a factory you have to be in that factory in attendance at the same time as all of the rest of the people in that factory or the factory cannot be productive now as time has moved by Firstly, a lot of work is still performed in that way. So for many people, the the way that the work in their industry is undertaken will stay the same. It'll be the physical location of, of the factory that will change. But for those who work in the knowledge working space and in virtual teams, that's very much where most of our time is spent. 
the the way that the work needs to be done going forwards does not need to be the way that the work has been dictated by the industrial revolution so the days when people had to be in attendance in an office in a factory in a workshop to undertake their work where they had to sit alongside of others and pass their piece of paper to the person next to them for them to do their little bit that time has passed and very much now people should be able to start to move to a much more flexible work practice. It should be far easier, and indeed it is far easier now for people to work from home or to work occasionally from home and more and then occasionally from a, from a, from an office. You hear lots of people working in coffee shops as well. So people's location for their work should be a lot more flexible. However, management itself, the, the management of that labour needs to catch up it needs to get to the point where where the workers have more of a sense of trust given to them by their by their managers and the managers themselves need to change and modify the ways in which they allocate work control work monitor work and make sure that everybody is collaborating so there's there's clearly real opportunities for a substantial second revolution really we've had the industrial revolution this should be the post-industrial revolution that we should be having here for people to move away and to get away from having to congregate in large cities now this can have a lot of impacts on all sorts of things if people can work from anywhere in the world then the work can be allocated to people based anywhere in the world so that in itself causes a lot of disruption if people can work from anywhere in the world however it also means that people can work while they're traveling it means that people can work from places of their choosing and it means that the offices themselves where businesses still in many cases need to occupy can become smaller which reduces a lot of the need for travel and a lot of the a lot of the need for a lot of these big buildings in cities so there's really three ways that society and the workforce can adapt with this future of work the first one is to defend the second one is to allow and the third one is to embrace so these are three terms that we've used on the article and then we discussed them at some length so quickly going over them defend essentially societies become concerned that the changes that are being wrought upon them are going to be detrimental to their um, place in the world. And in that case, what happens is a lot of people become very defensive. They become very concerned about the ways that changes are impacting them and their businesses. And their reaction is to say, well, no, the work needs to be done here. It needs to be done in my country. It needs to be done in my building. It needs to be done by my business or by my government. And to become very defensive and to be and to start to put up boundaries to 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 stop these things happening the second one is to allow things to evolve basically just to take their natural pace and to happen in the ways that things will happen um, but at the same time some societies may choose to restrict some of the things that are going to happen around them then the third option, of course, is to embrace the change, to recognise that this change is simply an, an evolution. It's moving on from where we've been. In some ways, yes, we are moving back to the ways that we used to do these things, but it's still an evolution, that we're moving forwards in the way that work gets undertaken. And that third option is the one that we really strongly recommend that businesses, individuals, cultures, societies look to adapt to 
because embracing change is really the way that we have managed to sustain our societies for such a long time. There will always be people who will be displaced by change, but equally there will be other people who will have huge amounts of new opportunities made available to them by that change. People will be able to live a different kind of a life. People with families, particularly people with young families, if they're working in a society and a business and an organisation that embraces the change to a more modern, more flexible working structure, should be able to have a more um, collaborative and a more um, embracing way to raise their families. People should not need to be bound to a desk. They should be able to work from home. They should be able to take a more flexible way to raising their children and to raising their families. And people should be able also to move towards their retirements in a way that is more um, accommodating for the changes that they need to experience. So we need to get to a point where, as a society, we're we are more natural collaborators. We become more digital natives, so people become more comfortable in working electronically from all sorts of different locations. The organisations need to facilitate this, which in many cases may mean providing their employees with more mobile forms of technology from which to work. So the days when people used to go into an office and they would be faced by a sea of desktop computers essentially tethered to the building by various cables, those days should start to disappear and people will become more used to working from laptops and from mobile machines in whatever location suits them. Um, similarly, more businesses will start to move away from, from physical desktop telephones toward portable mobile phones so you won't have a, a, a tethered uh, life you will your life will become one where you can be more flexible because you've got portable everything that you need and you can then plug in wherever you are in your city in your home in your world and you can work as productively from wherever so there are a lot of changes that need to happen for all of this to happen in in a in a sensible structured and considered way but we genuinely do believe that embracing this evolution and this change is the only way to go for us to have a safe, sensible move towards a modern working practice. So hopefully you've enjoyed this episode, and if you have, please do check us out at the Old Fire website, which is www.oldfire.com.au. Um, of course, as we say, sign up to the podcast to keep up to date with future episodes. And if you've enjoyed the podcasts, please, please do leave a review for us on iTunes. It's great to see a bit of feedback from people and it really does inspire us to keep producing these. So thank you very much for your time and we look forward to speaking to you in the future. Bye-bye.